so I'm coming on today really quickly and this is going to be a series of shows or episodes or whatever you want to call it only because I want to share some story time with you all and some issues that I am experiencing with loved ones and family and what I have a problem with outsiders coming in to my family. If you have a family that has strong dynamics of tradition, closeness, um, family gatherings, protection, differences, but reconcil reconciliation, because we're all gonna we're all gonna have some form of conflict but it's how you bounce back from the conflict some of us may go for days or months you know um, without speaking to each other because of those conflicts but that's family but if you have family members bringing in outsiders such as friends such as spouses partners or business people who you think has the same family dynamics as you there is and will always be a problem everybody don't share the same family dynamics We don't share the same family dynamics if you're with someone who's coming from a broken home abusive space family that haven't spoken to each other constantly arguing fussing and fighting and actually fighting like there's someone in the street like a stranger in the streets I've been around that type of friendship where their family dynamics were not on the same alignment as mine so this episode is speaking about family dynamics and understanding who you need to and how you need to be rather how you need to be careful with who you bring in your family circle because you can bring somebody in your circle and then they would definitely try to divide the family closenessness and the family bond that you have by start stirring up bullcrap, starting mess, and just not understanding. Oh, I won't say not understanding. I'm not going to even give them that credit that they don't understand. Just being toxic. A plague, a virus, just coming into your family and spreading their virus. Be careful with who you bring around your family. Be careful with who you bring in your household. Be careful who you let get in your car. Be careful who you let get in your head. And be careful who you let pray for you. People have a different way of doing things mentally. Their mindset is all over the place. You have people that are jealous and envious of you from afar. And even if they 
know they're jealous and they tell you they're jealous, those are the ones that you really need to be careful about. It's okay to be around a person who you feel that may have some envious around you and may not tell you they're jealous. But once you start feeling that energy, you're going to know that they don't mean well to you. That's when you can distance yourself from them, unplug them from being in your circuit, and let them go. Currently, I am experiencing a situation to that degree, mainly that above, not that degree, but to that magnitude above and way beyond. One of my nephews is was admitted in the hospital a whole seven days ago. Eight days. Today is Monday, Juneteenth. He was in, admitted in the, in the hospital on June 15th or something. I don't know. I can't, I can't even give you the dates. But I know he's been in the hospital. Maybe it was June 11th or June 10th or something like that. But he's been in the he's been in the hospital for now eight days, and they diagnosed him with influenza B, which is another flu that is similar to COVID-19. Now, it is scary because the first day he was admitted, my other nephew and his mom. And then his, the mother of his kids, they were all there. He coded. He had a cardiac arrest. So whatever was going on with him had gotten so bad where he had a heart attack. And he died for seven minutes, seven to eight minutes. They brought him back. And if anyone knows how the body works... Anytime your body doesn't have oxygen for a certain amount of time, your brain, your organs will shut down. And that's what happened. So they had to do everything that they could to get his body back functioning. Once he, he, he got a heart rate and they brought him back, they was able to get him on all the different IVs and meds and pumps and oxygen and everything going. This is the first day. This is the first day. The second day, they, they're still just trying to see how his body is going to respond to all of these different medications and how he's going to react to it. If he's going to react to it positively or if he's going to react to it negatively where it causes him to have, not it causes, but if his body causes itself to have another cardiac arrest because at that point if it had another if he have another cardiac arrest they probably wouldn't be able to bring him back so that's the second day so he's on all this IV he's on everything but because I am tuned in intuitive intuitively empathetically where I'm an empath to everything that I feel Knowing how to align the energy through family connection, through bond, through prayer, through the most high, through God, through the most high, through our ancestors, through, through manifesting it, through mantras, through the universe. But definitely through our Lord, God himself, the higher being, to make sure that the energy we put out, he's going to feel it. 
they had to put him in a paralytic state which means they paralyzed him temporarily so that 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 they can do what they need to do to him because if he wasn't in that paralytic state his body would be trying to override the oxygen and everything else that they were doing and we, we didn't want that third day that's what they did they put him in a paralytic state his body was temporarily paralyzed so they were able to do these things now watching his blood pressure go up and down up and down heart rate go up and down up and down one of my other nephews saw him flatline and it just messed him up my sister was there she was praying everybody was praying and he came back seven minutes later but it messed up my nephew that's some trauma he's gonna have to deal with because he saw his big cousin flat I wasn't there I got there as soon as they brought him back when I was walking in the hospital he was outside and he was telling me what happened that he flat they brought him back and I can see it in his face his face my nephew my other nephew is super dark but his face was super red so he told me what room he was in I went up my sister was there and uh, my nephew that was in the hospital his the kids of his the mother of his kids she was there so when I got word of what happened and what was going on I instantly went into meditation mode prayer mode full on ahead to gather all of my emotions and all of my feelings so that I wouldn't bring that there fourth day um, I'm understanding now that he's going to have to have a blood transfusion. Not a blood transfusion, I apologize. Dialysis. He's going to have to have dialysis because his kidneys, they wasn't functioning enough. They wasn't producing enough urine. And so they, they started him off on a mild dialysis treatment which would be ongoing. It would just go on and on and on until they feel they didn't need it anymore. So when he did that and the numbers came back, it looked good, but it wasn't good enough because he still wasn't producing enough urine. So they had to now do an aggressive, the aggressive dialysis treatment, which is aggressive for three hours. So he had that on the fourth day. He had that on the fifth day and things now are looking better. They're looking better. His numbers are going up. His pressure is getting stable. His heart rate is getting stable. Um, he's just he's just getting a lot better. So we're now on the sixth day, the seventh day, and the eighth day, which is today. Now going through all of that with all these different blood trans, with all these different dialysis treatments. He had to be on all these uh, paralytic meds. They ended up taking him off all the meds. Like today is the eighth day. So he's off all the meds. And now he's breathing without the oxygen. But he still has the tube in his mouth. So they're just waiting for him to wake up so that they can take it out. He has to be, uh, he has to be awake for them to take it out. If I go over and wander and stray away from the topic... It's just that I have a lot going on with everything that's happening. And I'm, I'm just a little all over the place right now with the show because it's so much that's been happening. And that's why I wanted to come on and 
do a few uh, episodes and not do the whole show with talking about it all at one time because it's a lot. So I'm going to try to do this in 15 minutes to say that if if once my my nephew was able to get off all of the meds that he was on, now he's breathing on his own without all of the the different medicines that they had to put in him an IV and um and I think he's still on the oxygen but not as much because they had to put him on 100% oxygen and then they was taking it down from 100 to 50 to 40 to 30 so I think he's completely off the oxygen and he's now breathing on his own but he still has two you know so there's several things that I wanted to discuss with this story time that I'm speaking about not just the family dynamics of how your family is and how close you are with your family and who you bring from the outside in your family and who you have kids from from the outside who whose family don't have the dynamics as yours I know when we meet people we're not understanding that we need to understand who these who this person is where did this person come from and how they were brought up and how they were raised but if you're meeting someone who has no family dynamics who have no understanding of family ethics family unity it's it's not gonna work at all I'm just gonna be honest it is not gonna work if you married someone or you're dating someone who is uh, family constantly is um, negative, constantly arguing and fighting, constantly in trouble. You in a family where you had to be bounced around from pillar to post or you in a negative situation due to your family or your family don't have no support system and they come around your family and see that your family dynamics are totally different from theirs. They don't know how to adapt to that because they're not used to that. And they're going to do everything in their power to put on you the behavior from their environment which is not good it's a virus and it spreads so now that my nephew is is off all the meds and the story that I'm speaking about is going to touch bases in the areas of be careful who you bring in your family and men especially black men y'all need to take your asses to the doctor on a regular checkup on a regular basis you need to take your butts to the doctor so, so <clears throat> I'm gonna end this this episode and I'll be back tomorrow and I'm going to talk to you all about be careful of who you bring in your family and give you my experience of what is going on and what is happening because of an outsider that has no clue of what a family dynamics is and why black men take their asses to the doctor on a regular basis. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a sunny day.